Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel, and it truly, truly does. So thank you for being awesome, and let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now this first story comes from Temp Account. Am I the asshole for telling my wife I won't slash can't watch our son? I have a good job. I make good money and I work hard enough to earn it. To the point that about four years ago, after our son was born, when my wife decided not to go back to work, I became the only source of income. This worked out well and everyone was happy until COVID hit. Once the pandemic started causing shutdowns, my role was transitioned from in an office downtown to working from home. I was a big fan of this. I work 5am till 7pm Monday to Saturday, typically, so not having to commute meant that I now got to be at home to put my son to bed and read to him at night and have more time to spend with my wife in the evenings. The only problem is that my wife has struggled with the idea that the location of my job has changed, but my responsibilities have not. I've had several discussions with her about the fact that even though I'm at home now, I'm not able to watch our son during the day or explaining why I can't get to the dishes till that evening. She will nod along too, but I don't think she really believes it. This has caused tension, but not an outright fight until this week. Some of our mutual friends are coming into town this weekend and we've made plans to spend some time with them. However, on Monday, my wife informs me that the couple is actually getting in Friday and she and her friend are going to go and get lunch and go shopping. She tells me that I will need to watch our son. I respond by saying again that I can't. I have work and Monday to Friday is not enough heads up for me to take a day off. She gets angry at me saying she watches our son every day while I just sit in my office from sun up to sundown and how I should be able to watch our son so she can have a day off. She's given me the cold shoulder since then. I would love to spend the day with my son. I just can't take time off at such short notice. Am I the arsehole? And we're going to start straight away with Deckard Taverner who says, Not the arsehole, but working 14-hour days, six days a week is simply not sustainable for any family or marriage. And then Drea says, Everyone sucks here. Your wife is an arsehole for expecting you to take time off rather last minute. You're an arsehole because you're putting all of the child rearing on her, even if she is a stay-at-home mum. This boy is still your son. You working 14-hour days, six days a week is freaking ridiculous. Very few relationships can even last with work hours like this. If I am correct, you are a PM in a tech company. If this is the case, you are salary. You aren't getting paid more to work overtime. It really makes me wonder if you are dicking around your computer most of the day, which leads to these hours. That or you work at a shitty company. While overtime is common in the tech industry, 80 hour plus week are not. Even the people I know making 200k a year in tech average 50 or so hours a week. Something isn't right with this. You really need to start focusing on your family or else you won't have them anymore. 
And still pacing says you're the arsehole, not specifically because of this moment, but this whole situation. You work from 5am to 7pm every day. She is also working from 5am to 7pm, taking care of the house and child without help, and hasn't a Saturday without your child for four years. In the moment, she could probably have handled things better, but that kind of work schedule is going to kill your marriage. This is a see the forest through the trees moment. She wants one day with a friend and some help around the house. If that can't be managed, if you can't afford to either take the time off to help or hire someone to do it, then what's the point of you working so many hours? What's your breadwinning get if she is chained to the house and your kid for 84 hours a week? She has been the only caregiver of your child for six out of the seven days for four years. If the two of you split, she'd be looking at two to three days to herself a week but she has chosen to stay with you for four years despite basically being a single parent. She wants one day, figure it out. And Kufat says and quotes, I work 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday to Saturday. And then says, why would you choose to live like that? I've been a programmer in the industry for over a decade and I can count the number of 12 hour days I've worked on one hand. I think I can guess who you work for. Seattle's a hint and I can tell you that most of the rest of the industry isn't nearly as bad. If you've got experience, it's not hard finding a job making 150 to 250k with a 40 to 45 hour work week. And RN Washington says it sounds like she barely has a husband with those hours. That might be the actual issue. And Analyze This says, Info, OP, have you ever taken care of your son for an entire day so your wife could do other things? Do you know what functional single parenting looks like? I'm curious because men who say their wives don't work, they stay at home with the kids, are frequently unaware that their wife absolutely works, wearing the house of childcare, housework, feeding and cleaning all at the same time. Perhaps I'm mistaken. If you're in fact providing for someone who isn't your wife to do daily childcare, a maid, a cook and a personal assistant. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Our next story comes from Ordas Deluxe. Am I the asshole for giving a neighbor's bully kid two tellings off in the same evening? I, male 35, decided to take my daughter two and a half out for a walk round the block with her new scooter this evening. She's still learning to go on it, but when she gets a solid run at it, she's really good. As we're making our way round, I notice a couple of boys on bikes. I'd say they're between 10 to 12 passing us. They were doing fast laps on the road while we were sticking to the pavement. Suddenly on one lap, one of the boys literally cut onto the pavement in front of us, blocking our path. He looked at my daughter and said, get off this street and don't come out until I tell you. His tone was definitely not lighthearted or funny. Now, my daughter is too and doesn't have a clue what's actually happened here, so she's smiling and waving. I, however, am unimpressed. I step between them and tell the boy, if you threaten my daughter again, I'll take your bike. And when your parents come and get it, I'll tell them how nasty their son is. He did back off and we went on our way. Later we went to the park just opposite our house. We were at the swings and another girl came into the park going on a swing near us. The same two boys rounded the corner coming into the park and making their way over to the girl. She quickly said, stay away from me, I've asked you before. The boys laughed and ignored. I again intervened and this time said, she's told you no, I suggest you go on your way before you get into more trouble. The girl then thanked me and left and then we did too. The boys obviously noted what house I went into because not long after I got paid a house call by the mother screaming at me for scaring her kids. I told her that her son was a complete piece of shit trying to intimidate toddlers and girls. 
She said that this wasn't over and stormed off. Nothing has since happened, but my wife is saying that I took things too far. I don't agree, given that this brat is a complete bully based on the clear-cut examples I've seen today. However, I'm open to criticism. I think I might be the arsehole because it possibly isn't my place to scold children who I don't really know. And you know, when a parent comes up to you after you've confronted their child or whatever and says these kind of things, who knows what the child said to the mother in this situation, but usually you can usually get a gist of where they've learned this behavior from. And that's what it seems like in this situation. It may be completely wrong because we're just assuming based off what we've seen here, but not the asshole. If, if no one does nothing in these situations, nothing ever gets resolved. The kid learns nothing. They're going to continue to bully other children down the road. And I think you're absolutely right in what you did. Had a similar situation a couple of months ago on a field near me. I saw a teen girl getting kicked in the back by about four or five. I intervened in that and, you know, split them up so she could walk safely and get away from it. And the girls just gave me attitude afterwards. There was no repercussions apart from that, apart from stepping in. That's all I could do in that situation. But having been bullied myself, I always feel like I have to do something when I see these situations playing out because the feelings come rushing back and it just makes me so angry. But... We move to the comments to see what they say. Malachite Macchiato saying, not the arsehole, it is completely your place to protect your two-year-old from bullies. And I applaud you for stepping in when they were bullying the other girl. Maybe if mum would scare her kids with her little consequences, they wouldn't be out bullying toddlers. And JMLKO says, not the arsehole, in my opinion, you had a remarkable restraint for not getting really angry at the punk for threatening your toddler. And Comprimo says, not the arsehole, but this is why video evidence is powerful. Sounds like a body cam or having your phone easily set to start recording would be a smart move since this is the last thing you probably want is the cops knocking on your door for threatening a child. Oh yeah, there is that point as well. Just the bean says, not the arsehole. These boys are clearly seeking out younger, weaker kids to bully and exert power over. It's totally unacceptable behavior and I wouldn't expect any adult to witness it and let it go. As a nanny, I believe it is your responsibility to step in. To ignore it is basically to support the bully. And Highwood Shady says, not the arsehole. After meeting his mother, are you surprised by his behavior? Followed by Moya Moya Warrior saying, not the arsehole. You're standing up for your daughter and for another girl who is obviously tormented by this kid. Sounds like his mum might be the, my little Johnny can't do anything wrong. There's no way he did that. So it may change, but you are not wrong for speaking up. And we'll finish up with No Jellyfish who says, not the arsehole. The boys were openly threatening your two-year-old daughter and the other girl. You, as an adult present, needed to intervene. But I guess the boy's parents like, nah, my perfect little angel didn't do anything. So sorry. Now, what would you do if you found yourself in that situation? Would you be able to step in between them? I know sometimes it can be incredibly hard. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Story. And our next story is from Pavadicus. Am I the asshole for expecting our family house guest to pay for plumbing after flushing a tampon? So my partner and I recently had our third child and have had new family members here and there visit for a few days to meet the new addition. We live in a big, beautiful, rural two-story home, lease slash rent. It's basically two separate homes on both levels. My parents live upstairs and we have downstairs with three bedrooms. They wanted to be closer to our kids to spend more time with them and it made sense financially. As we're trying to get ahead so we can buy a home in the near future and I am planning on starting my own business next year. So it's great for both parties. Anyway, we have two ensuite bathrooms attached to our bedroom and our son's bedroom, which both have individual pumps that pump the water upstairs and tap into the main line. These pumps are quite sensitive and can only take human waste and water, so anything else can create huge problems. My partner's aunt has come to visit and we gave our son's room to stay in while she is here. But on the second day of her stay, the pump stopped working and toilet water started seeping up the shower and sink drains not pleasant we immediately turned it off and called a plumber the plumber couldn't find the issue and removed the pump to take back to his shop for investigation i received a phone call from them today saying that the cause of the problem was a used tampon tangled up the cutters that stopped backflow and the pump may have burnt out which could potentially cost us thousands i cannot understate when i say we do not have this money to spare My partner asked her aunt if she had flushed the tampon and she immediately apologized and said that sometimes they can just fall out when sitting on the toilet. She was apologetic and said she would pay for damage. However, when it was discussed a second time, she said she wasn't sure if she could and that she would contribute what she can. There hasn't been much discussion since then as my partner doesn't know how to approach such a sensitive and awkward situation, but we will be incredibly upset if we will have to pay for this. We love this house and we don't want to upset the owners or set ourselves back so substantially financially. I've told my partner we need to stand firm and insist she pays for this. I mean, everyone knows tampons can't go down the toilet. I know it was an accident, but am I the arsehole? Apologies for length and grammatical errors. Edit, there is a sticker on the seat lid warning about sanitary products. However, she said she wasn't aware it fell out, even a few days later. Or lease agreement states we are liable for damage. Also, these units are expensive, not to mention the labor hours or dismantling and installing. Toilet has been completely removed from the wall. Plumbers won't know if the unit is burnt out until they return to reinstall it next week. Several hundred dollars potentially, in the best case scenario. Now, I'm going to have to come at this one from my point of view. I've never heard of a toilet system that can actually handle a tampon anyway. So it's an automatic, not the arsehole from me. Just from that perspective, maybe there is, I don't know, systems that can handle these. I I really don't know. But Sedelia191 says, not the arsehole. Adults should know that you should only flush toilet paper. Even some flushable wipes aren't flushable in septic systems. One should never flush sanitary products. I would expect an adult from the same similar place, i.e. not another country where things might be different, to know what can, toilet paper, and what cannot be flushed, tampon. You are right to hold her to it. She broke it, she should pay to fix her mistake. 
Inappropriate play says not the arsehole. The people who claim is acceptable are blatantly incorrect. Tampons cannot be processed by wastewater management systems. All major tampon brands say explicitly not to flush them. There are usually signs in restaurant bathrooms instructing people to not flush tampons. It is extremely common for tampons to cause plumbing issues. Just because other people haven't directly experienced the consequences of flushing a tampon yet does not mean they are correct in assuming that it's not a problem. It's absolutely a problem and a simple Google search can demonstrate that. I worked in an educational setting, professional training for adults. And we had several plumbing issues and all of them were caused by tampons despite signs on the bathroom stalls. I'm a woman and my mum emphatically taught me to not flush tampons when I was a teenager. And B. Linden says, I'm going to say no one's an arsehole here. You are not the arsehole, but I don't really think your relative is one either. It's really unfortunate, but you should get some quotes for a pair. Follow up with her to see what she can contribute and talk to your landlord. Something like this might be your landlord's responsibility. And there was a reply to this comment that said, uh, from I'm not 224 who says, I'm surprised this isn't the top comment. The aunt made an easy mistake. I have never not flushed a tampon. Heck, one of the biggest selling points of a tampon versus a pad is the ability to flush it after use. I can't imagine throwing it in the trash. That's so bizarre and gross. I hate having biohazardous waste sitting in my bathroom trash. If the plumbing can't handle it, then upgrade the plumbing to account for commonplace hygiene needs. Thanks. That being said, no one's an arsehole here. An expensive mistake was made and the aunt should contribute half of the cost at least. The post did not say that the aunt was refusing to pay, only that she would contribute what she could, which means no one's an arsehole here. Now, obviously never use this as any kind of education, but I've always been told that water processing plants can't handle tampons either going through. So, or at least they're not good for them. So don't be doing it. Follow the instructions, please. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this story? Who should be paying? Should the aunt be contributing to the repairs? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our final story comes from Witch Woodpecker 4124. Am I the arsehole for stepping down as a bridesmaid because my friend didn't go to my dad's funeral? I have a lot of issues and while I have caused a lot of them, some can root back to my dad. I won't get into things other than years of him comparing me to other girls, berating me and other actions have left a scar. But when he passed it hurt like hell, knowing I'd never get his approval. The last few days he was in a hospice care, slowly dying and he found ways to still hurt my sister and I. Needless to say, I'm not okay. I guess that's why I'm asking. My friend from high school is engaged and I'm part of the wedding party. Said friend has never understood the relationship I have with my dad. Without trying to sound envious, her life has been cushy. Truth is, she's never understood much of my pain and I've excused it because not many people do. I called her the night he died in tears. She didn't know what to say. A few days later, she asked if I was still going shoe shopping with her for wedding shoes. I declined because, you know, strange grief. I told her the date of the funeral. She sent me a thumbs up. I know she had the day off and expected her to at least stop in during visitation. She didn't come and didn't text me at all that day. Instead, a week later, I get a message asking if I was still part of the wedding because I was behind on my dress, shoe and accessory shopping. I've been a basket case with reliving all the things he's done to me, watching him die, planning a funeral and thinking about the diseases he had at the end of his life could be passed on to my sister and I. I've been short with many people. My friend was no exception. 
To sum it up, I told her she couldn't be there when I needed her. I sure as hell wouldn't be there for her. And she can take her wedding and shove it. Since then, I've been receiving messages from both her boyfriend and friends saying I've made her cry and I'm being completely selfish. As her boyfriend told me, I've always expressed a dislike for my dad, so his death shouldn't be such a big deal and I'm using it for attention. I can admit I'm an asshole for how I worded things. I intend to apologize. Am I the asshole for quitting as her bridesmaid because she didn't come to my dad's funeral? Edit, since it was asked, in the message with the funeral information, I said I hope you can make it. When I called her the night he died, I was telling her how much it hurt. Her wedding is three months away. She's upset I dropped out and yelled at her, not because she didn't do enough. Where I'm from, it's common to go to funerals uninvited. If she couldn't go, stopping at the visitation for a moment or even just a text would have been nice. For those saying I need help, guess what, I am getting it. But believe it or not, grieving really delays your progress and messes with your head. It's something I hope you never have to experience. Also, shut up. For those brave enough to share their stories of abuse, thank you. Your messages have been uplifting and insightful, and I hope you all recovery and great lives. And we're going to start off with PDX Flower Power, who says, This makes me so incredibly sad, but really, there are no arseholes here. Listen, your friend cannot possibly know or understand all, all of what you've gone through. You cite her life as being cushy, and it may look like that to you. But I wonder if she even knows remotely how to approach your sadness and level of upset. And from personal experience, that scares most people off. From what you've written, you're overwhelmed with grief. And you have every right to be. I was once in a similar spot and I was fortunate enough to have a friend tell me, I think you need to talk to someone. What she was telling me was what I needed, some skilled professional help with a therapist. It was an incredibly loving thing for her to do and very brave because I could have responded poorly to her suggestion and become defensive or angry at her. I too had pain in a history that would make most people want to back away because boy, it was huge and nasty and hard for most people to conceptualize. It drove a lot of people off. Your friend may not know how to love you right now. It sounds like she's hurt but may be overwhelmed too and not know how to deal with your feelings or death itself. Funerals are hard to expect friends to come to, even when we could use their support. I can hear the hurt in your words and hope so much that you and your friend talk again soon and come to a better understanding. And Pleasant Coconut says, everyone sucks here. Gonna rip the bandaid off and address your assholery first. You admit you had less than a stellar relationship with your dad and she didn't understand it. You can't really expect people to just instantly understand your emotional needs when they don't understand what's triggering you. Also, lashing out and telling her to take the wedding and shove it was rude as fuck. Quitting as an emotional response has likely damaged your relationship with a friend and it sounds like you really need one right now. For the friend, just because she's a bride does not mean she gets to take a leave of absence from basic friend duties. Yeah, she may not have understood your relationship, but she could have tried to reach out. Asking after you only in the context of the wedding shows how out of touch from your grief she is. Summary, you should really talk to a professional to sort through this emotional quagmire. It sounds like the legacy of your father has left has been very damaging to you. Your friend's wedding is a huge moment for her. The death of your father will be a defining moment for you. You'll both are going through major life events and you both should find a way to navigate it together if you'll value the friendship. And that's totally true. I, I really like that comment. As we always say, you know, grieving, mental health issues or whatever doesn't excuse assholery in any form. 
and sort of expecting your friend to understand every single thing you've been going through emotionally with your father is probably a lot to expect. And attending funerals is also, you know, it's a big thing to ask someone to do. A lot of people deal with death in many different ways. Some people haven't experienced death before as well. So it can be a huge, scary thing for people. And I was just counting up the funerals I've been to in the last two years. And I've been to 11 funerals. And the range of different emotions you see during a funeral is absolutely, you hear some people howling, you see some people just stone face, some people very pragmatic about it. You know, it's a very, very scary thing to take on. But I'm not excusing, you know, her not being a friend to you at the time. She could be more supportive, I think, in the situation as well. It's a, it's a whole mix, but don't lose your friendship over this. It sounds like you had a good friendship up to this point. So I hope you do find a way to connect and become closer once again, because you sound like, with, like that last comment said, with these major life events, you need each other's support right now. But I hope you do get there. Anyway, guys, what do you guys think of this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and how you would approach it. Once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories. Much love to you. I appreciate you and I will see you. I hope so anyway, <laughs> in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.